Today on the No City on the Sideline Dad podcast, episode number 39, my interview with Christina Fletcher from spiritualawareparenting.com. We talk about how to be more aware of our feelings and more in the moment as parents. Next in the podcast, let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. I'm a dad. I'm not a person just like you. And I want to say thank you for being here. I know as a dad and a parent, our time limited, you know, being a crazy, busy adult in this world, especially this time of year during Christmas. I want to thank you for listening. And if this is your first time, welcome. This is a podcast about having a conversation with really, this is being an adult in this world, like a dad, mom, a crazy, busy person. This is a topic related to being a dad and a parent and more an involved person. There's more sitting on the sideline. What I'm hoping that it's in be more consistent with it is a weekly podcast to the community. You know what? We all need help, <laughs> especially this time. You know, we need somebody to talk to, or we need we need somebody to listen to us. Or wow, that's interesting. Maybe that would work for me. Maybe that wouldn't work for me. We're all going through like similar issues. I hate saying similar, but kind of the same issues. I love being a dad and a parent. I know this dad and parent stuff is not easy. Sometimes being an adult is not easy. I'm not an expert, just a dad on the journey, just just like you, trying to take one day at a time. You know, this time of year, I, 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 it's kind of a Christmas. We're always busy, crazy busy, going from here to there and buying this Christmas present. Take a moment and enjoy your time with your family because it's important. Also, if you have a second, please head out to Apple Podcast app and subscribe and leave a rating. It would really appreciate it and help me know what you think about the podcast and let you know. let me know you're out there. Next up, my interview with Christine Fletcher from SpiritualAwareParenting.com. We talk about different approach to parenting, which is nothing's wrong. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's always a different way, and it's an interesting way, actually. Things we talk about, the different approach to parenting is like showing up and being there for your children, being in the moment with your children, and emotional awareness. I really think this is an interesting way to, to, to parent, and Christine shares her insight to be more aware of parent. So let's jump into the interview. Today on the podcast, my guest is Christina Fletcher from SpiritualWearParenting.com. Welcome to the podcast, Christina. It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I got to ask you, since um, we, we talked a little bit before the, the interview, can you give a little bit of background about yourself? Sure, absolutely. Um, I am a parent of three amazing children, um, two teen, teenage daughters, uh, one seven-year-old son. And um, we homeschool as well as, um, well, really, I guess my journey kind of started off when um, I trained, I was studying religious studies in, um, and spirituality and philosophy in university. And then that had really been driven by a sense of mysticism and kind of wanting to make sense of the difference between religion and spirituality and the new age philosophies of Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and a sense of well-being, which I had kind of craved within myself. And uh, following that, 
um, I kind of was listening to my gut instincts and that connection to that sense. And I ended up meeting my husband kind of on an inspired trip over to the UK. And we had a flurried romance and we're engaged within three weeks. And it was just magical. And then all of a sudden we became pregnant very quickly. And I kind of was lost and struggled with how to find that that same magic and mysticism and, and sense of well-being within parenting. I, I really wanted not to just follow the shoulds and kind of do what you're supposed to do with parenting. I wanted to connect. I wanted to really meet my children as the people they are rather than just have kids. And so the journey kind of started and I had two daughters very close together. They were 10 months apart. So basically they were like twins only on different schedules <laughs> and um, which was kind of more stressful than not. And um, so I was dealing with these stresses and these had tos and these should do's. And um, I didn't want it to be like that. My husband didn't either. And so we kind of started playing about and we ended up, um, we started listening to Abram Hicks things and we learned about the law of attraction and we learned more into meditation and we really started taking more control of how we felt and emotional awareness. And then we started using these tools with our children and passing those on. And uh, then we had our son and it was a totally different experience approaching even just having a baby and dealing with his infant perspective from that perspective. And that's where my work was born. It, it, I wrote my first couple of books. I started building community and then I started coaching. And then last year I created my first e-course on how to pass those kind of tools on to your children. What is, um, what's was it Abraham Hicks? Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is, um, well, it, when you first say it, it takes a little bit of a mouthful because Abraham Hicks is actually a, um, is actually done by Esther Hicks. And Esther Hicks is actually a channel. And she passes information on from this kind of um, entity called Abraham. But their message is really what basically the Deepak Chopra's and what Wayne Dyer used to pass on. And um, it basically is the question of how, when you are aware of your emotions and how you're feeling, when you're present in your moment, when you take control of your thoughts and your focus, you stop being a victim to your surroundings and you can kind of, you use the law of attraction. So you start attracting a better experience into your life. You start noticing the well-being in your life. So therefore you bring more of that in. You start appreciating things in your life and you really, really start showing up more. And, and everything changes the minute you do that. The power behind that all of a sudden Different experiences start flowing in and everything changes. It's, it's pretty powerful. So uh, they really promote um, the focus of your thoughts and where you're putting your attention. Well, it's interesting. And, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I just, just made me think of something. Um, I did a little bit of acting myself um, in the theater a little bit too. In okay. And I wonder if the president being in the moment, that, did it come from there? Being in the moment, it's something like something that most some actors or theater people would be in. Be present and be in the moment, and it can be used in real life, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting because when you're present in the moment, it's the same as when you're acting. 
when you're acting, you have to commit, right? I mean, when I studied in theater, it was it, that's, it took me three years. And I think I only really figured that out after I left acting and went more into positive focus thought. <laughs> because it was like, oh, I have to commit. You have to, you can have your scattered thoughts. I compare it to tabs on your computer screen. You know, your head can be filled with so many different open tabs. And you give your energy to all of them. And, and you scatter your energy and you scatter your thought focus and your intention and your attention. And in that, you don't really get anything. You don't get anywhere. You're just kind of stewing in all these half thought thoughts. And when you actually commit to one and you commit to making it feel better, then you actually are, you're, you're really paving a path for yourself and you're showing up. You're showing up as who you want to be and how you want to be and how you want to feel. And um, you can't, you're acting rather than reacting. So it's, it is absolutely, it's very much like in theater and it is really about choosing who you want to be. And I think for parenting, it is so powerful. I mean, even when I was using, when I first started on the path of the law of attraction and on focus, I would kind of put it to the test with like my baby son and, you know, there I'd be so tired and he'd hardly slept and I'd be so exhausted and I'd be thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I'm so tired. I'd be bumping into walls and then I would go, wait a second, that I'm putting this out. I'm putting this as my focus and that's like holding a sign up to the universe that's saying, I am so tired. <laughs> and if you don't know, then the law of attraction is sees the sign you're holding up with how you're feeling and with your focus and sends you more of the same. So you attract more of the same. So it basically sees the sign, says, oh, you want that, okay. So I'm holding up the sign saying, I'm so tired. And the universe goes, oh, you have no idea how tired you could be if that's what you want. Tiredness, here you go. <laughs> it's feeling so, so tired now. So I started playing with it and going, well, wait a second, maybe I can change my my focus and, and change to appreciating these moments, you know, when I'm up late at night um, with our son and I can appreciate his eyelashes and his eyes and his toes and I can appreciate anything I have in front of me. And I would feel the energy creeping up on me and I would appreciate as much as I could. And it was amazing how often the minute I turned my attention to that, he would fall asleep in my arms and I'd be able to go and grab some sleep. Well, it's interesting you talk about that part. Especially when you're new, people are new parents, and I mean, I, I experienced that too with um, my uh, my son's mother and me, and yeah. um, in the first the first couple of years, it was, it was basically autopilot. You just you know get up, you know make sure you get things done, and and you get so tired, and and, and yeah. you and you get into a rut and lose focus. Yeah, you do, and then that becomes the story, and you don't know when to change the story. You know, there's no what day that you wake up and you go, oh. We're past that stage. You have a tendency because we do create patterns in our brains. It's a scientific fact. We create neural pathways. And, and those pathways of that focus, it doesn't matter if they're now sleeping through the night. All of a sudden, it's, oh, I don't have any time. I'm always driving them everywhere. I don't have any time for myself. Like, there will always be something to replace the other thing. And the more we beat a drum, the more we hold that up and the more whatever you want to see the universe as, even if it's just energy, it will respond and it will react to it and saying, oh, okay, well, yeah, no, you won't have any time for yourself. You won't have any way of connecting with yourself and you can't be present. And so it's really taking, um, 
taking those reins and saying, nope, hold on. Even just, I can be as busy as anything. I can be washing the dishes and still be thinking about things that feel better, you know? And yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful stuff. It's really, it's, and it changes everything. And, and it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, my daughter, once we were playing this game in the car and it was one of those card games, you know, where they start saying, they start asking you questions about your upbringing. And it's like <laughs> someone asked her, what's the most important thing that your parents ever taught you? And I kind of looked over kind of going, well, this should be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and she turned around, she's like, oh, hands down. Learning about the law of attraction makes everything so much easier. And that's where I went, oh, okay, wait a second. We're on an important path here because they were, they, they have been raised with that. Um, it's, it's okay. Well, how do you feel? And what is this where you want to head? And is this the world you want to create for yourself? And what can you do to feel better? If it's not, wasn't there a movie? Um, I, don't know, I don't know how many years ago it was, but wasn't it a movie based on that? Your, the Law of Attraction. Yeah. Yes, there was The Secret, mm-hmm. which was yeah about um, fifteen years ago, I guess ten years ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I know. You don't want to look there. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, is he? Well, Abram Hicks actually, the es- Esther Hicks, who who is Abram Hicks' counterpart, she was in The Secret. However, when she finally saw it, they actually asked to be removed. And the interesting thing is, is so many people make it about stuff. And they go, well, if I think really, really hard and imagine myself being in this dream car, I'll get it, right? And and you go, but it's so much more than that. It, it's so much more. Like, yeah, actually, if you really want to put your focus on that, um, if you're not careful, you push against it so hard because you're like, I have to have the car, but I don't have the car. And the universe is like, oh, you don't have the car? Yeah, you're right. You don't have the car. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's also, it's so it, it's so practical just in every day. Well, it's interesting. Some, I know there's something similar, but I remember hearing somewhere on a podcast, another podcast or something like that, about um, law of attractions. Like, I want that nice car. And I started making a poster board of uh, different pictures of the car, and I and I open it up and, and I and I I look at it every day. Or behind the door, I open the door so I can see when I'm. Wow, this is I want a new car. I'm working on it, and shut the door and don't look at it another day. Is that something yeah. similar? Well, it is. The only thing is, is that once you say you want something, uh, it's been you've sent that out. You've sent it out. It's okay. You can you can leave. You can let that part go. Um, the trick is is to live in the space of what you want. Like okay, like the car is hard because it's an actual thing. You can see whether you have it or not. Mm-hmm. Take it as something like um, something really practical. Uh, something like okay. Well, I'm I'm getting ready to do a webinar in 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 a, in a couple of weeks on spending more time with your kids and connecting to your kids, right? So say you have that as a desire. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to spend more time with my kids. And you look around your day and you're like, oh my God, I really don't have the time. So you can fo- focus on either side of that problem. I don't have the time or I do have the time or, or I want, right? I don't have the time, but I want to have the time, right? Mm-hmm. And you release that desire and then you go back and you start appreciating and you shift your focus. And it's almost like 
a pair of glasses. So you stick the glasses on that go, oh, but life is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And you turn around and all of a sudden you realize, oh my goodness, at the breakfast table, I was really talking to my child and we were really connecting. Oh, that that's actually time. Oh, that's funny. And then you kind of go, oh, and when we were in the car, look, I don't have to listen to this this on the radio, I can do this instead. I we can chat about what's on the radio. Oh, that actually counts as time. That's funny. Things kind of start rolling out in a different way because you've focused on the desire and you've made that request and you know you've made that request. So you actually can start looking for it unfolding. Whereas if you just keep saying, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. And then your child comes up to talk to you and you go, yeah, yeah, honey, I don't have time. I don't have time. It's just it builds and it builds and it builds on either one of those spectrums. You keep thinking about it and you keep thinking about it, you're going to believe it. Absolutely. So, yes, if you have an image of, like I do tell people, like a lot of times I pass on to my clients to, to start doing vision boards. But don't do it just for one specific thing. Do it for the feeling that you want in your life. Because it's like when you watch a TV show or something, you know, you watch a TV show and when you walk away, you keep thinking about it. And you're in the world of the TV show. Your life has its own space, a feeling space like that. And you need to shape it in a way that you really feel good about yourself and feel good about your family. And, and sometimes you need little reminders, you know, if you can. So if you put, put images up that remind you of who you want to be, great. That will help you keep there. And yeah, if you keep focused on who you want to be, then usually your dreams will match that. So if you feel great in a really nice convertible and you feel best like yourself and you start acting like yourself, then yeah, chances are a convertible will show up. But if you just focus on the convertible, chances are you're just going to be focused on moaning about the fact you don't have your convertible. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, it seems more like, I think, the connecting to people like your kids, your family, your spouse, it seems more important. I mean, it's more important than a convertible. I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it's going to depreciate in value. It'll rust. Yeah. You're going to have to put tires and money into it. And your families, you don't have to put tires and money. Well, you got to buy the kids clothes, but. Well, and really, as people, almost everything we pursue, when you actually boil it down to the base point, it's all because we think it's going to make us happier. That's it. We think that, and even in material goods or money or whatever it is, we think that that is going to make us happier. So the trick is, is sure, yeah, you'll, you'll be happy doing it, but you could also be miserable driving it around, you know, whatever. But if you focus in on your happiness in this moment, then whether you have something that you think you want or not, it doesn't matter. So how do you make each moment the happiest that you can? And that's not saying things don't flow in that make you upset. You know, they do. We all have bad days. You know, um, and and we can have interactions that throw us off and our kids have bad days and life happens. But you can still watch yourself and go, OK, is there anything I can do in this moment to feel better? Well, and, you know, it's an interesting experience that uh, me and my son, me, um, um, I just was on the phone it was last night. And I was just I was, the interaction on the phone was kind of making me a little bit upset. And I'm like trying to pay attention to him and I want to show him a good time. And after I'm like. Why am I upset? And I go around and I joke around them, wrestle with them, and, and tickle them, and, and and have that moment time with them, and it made me feel better connecting with them. Absolutely. Well, and isn't it funny how many parents are are so caught up in 
well, I need to have self-care. And I'm the first one to say self-care, but I need to find that time. But one of the best self-cares that you can do is actually playing. You know, our children are such a gift in the sense that, yeah, they can remind us um, how to have fun and to let go of all the grown-up have-tos, you know? We can goof about and 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 we can remind ourselves of these amazing worlds that are just an imagination away. It's, it's, it's fun because... Um we one well, other day we meet him because we're, we're using our imagination. I, I had a piece of cardboard, a long piece of cardboard. We made a we made our um, a tent city. I got some tape from the local whatever Walmart and let it like road on and saw all his cars. We made like a city and we put one house here. It was fun imagining that. It was a good time as connecting mm-hmm. with him that way too, using his yeah. imagination. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of moments missed, and it's it's interesting because I think that experience. Um, you know, we have the, it, society offers this whole thing that we're the ones that are supposed to teach them, right? That, oh, well, we're the grown-ups. We're the ones that are supposed to pass on this kind of stuff. When really, uh, when you shift to more of a whole perspective and you remember that they're people, you know, our children are people. They, they, they come with their own observations and their own perspectives and their own personalities and their own thoughts. And when you kind of... St- step into their world, then you allow them to kind of offer us those tools, you know, and, and free us up because we've had constraints over the years of, of different things and they come with fresh eyes and it's exciting. Like, you know, that's why, you know, the, the two-year-old exploration, I remember once my son, when he was two, I watched him as he, uh, was playing in his sandbox and he was so intently focused on his sandbox. I was watching him with his focus and then a bug was crawling across the sidewalk mm-hmm. or on the uh, in the yard, and his focus went whoop, <laughs> turned to the bug, and all of a sudden the sandbox did not exist. It was only the bug, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> how do you have that kind of focus?" Because my head is scattered all so many different directions. That's amazing, and it was so. And he still has that focus in a lot of ways, and he's seven, and it's so. It's just so much. There's so much to learn from them, and there's so much fun to be had. Well, isn't it? It's not bad for parents to have, um, you know, mom and dad have like mom's night to go maybe go to the um, go out for a walk or have a break, but maybe go out and have a coffee or something like that. It's not wrong to carve out time. I don't it, think. No, it's actually well, and I think even um, I, I think actually even even more than that. I think it's actually essential because our children learn from example and we don't want our children learning that their happiness is dependent on other people, you know? So them seeing us saying like every day, my son knows that, um, apart from me having to do some work every day, he knows that every day before I do anything, I have to have my 10 minutes to meditate and do my yoga. And he knows that some, he is welcome to join me. And he knows that too. He can come and join me. And sometimes he does. And then he'll tiptoe out. But he, but he's been raised with the concept that I am a better mom when I've had that moment to connect to something deeper. And he, he, he's seen the days that I've missed it. And it's like, oh, dear, I don't want to deal with that person. And, you know? And, and so it's been – but that means – Quite a, you know, if that means that whenever he's feeling off, and I've watched him do it numerous times, if he's feeling off, and if things aren't flowing his way, 
And if he starts feeling tight inside, he calls it his inner blender when all his thoughts are whirling in his head and he can't stand it and he feels like he's going to blow. He goes into his room and it's not, he'll keep the door closed and he'll be meditating and he'll say, oh yeah, well, you know, and he'll just have his time of quiet. If I didn't use that, I can't expect him to use that. If I don't use those own sense, those tools of self-awareness or emotional awareness, I can't expect him to. You know, and and so I think it's vital. I don't know so much. Like, I'm I I don't. If you can find that in a night out, then great. But I think a daily practice of taking a few minutes just to make sure you're feeling like yourself and you're present and you're showing up and you're not on the sidelines. There you go. <laughs> um, then then I think that's vital. Then I think it's it's a gift to our children to do that. Well, it's you mentioned on emotional awareness. Something I always. I've always been fascinated, and I'm I'm looking for somebody to talk to me about it. Good. <laughs> and I was always like, what is what is emotional awareness? I'm curious. All right. Well, um, emotional awareness is being aware of your emotions. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine we we've as a society have been raised to kind of put our emotions on a shelf, right? You kind of have this outside life, this outer image of either being a happy person, you know, put the big smile on or sad. Oh no, this something happened. That's really sad. I should be sad. We've been taught to have this outer life. Emotional awareness is watching how you actually feel and honestly dealing with it and going. And then also for me, um, for emotional, uh, what emotions can do for me and what I offer it to whoever I work with and my children, is the fact that because spiritually we are most attuned to ourselves when we are immersed in love. You can either have things from love or fear perspective. That's what you function. All emotions are based in one or the other. The more we're in an emotion that's based in love, the more we feel like ourselves and the more present we are. The more that emotion is based in fear, the more disconnected we are from ourselves and the more things start to unravel and we get caught up in everything and we aren't grounded in anything. So when you start watching how you feel, you can use it as a compass of where you are in connection to yourself and whatever you feel is holder as holder. So one of the biggest things I, I, and actually this was an Abraham Hicks thing. Their, their quote was that whenever you feel stressed, it's your inner self basically telling you, yeah, I'm not going in there with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just go, Oh, that's so good because we all get stressed and we all think that we have to push through it. You know, that's what we're raised to do. Push through the stress, you know, get it done. And then think about how it feels afterwards, you know, do something you hate doing, just get it done. Whereas sometimes all it takes is taking that step back and going, well, why does this feel so bad? And then you kind of go, well, what feels better? So you're aware of what your emotional scale is of going, oh, well, you know, imagine you're driving down the road and you're like, oh, this feels really stressed. I can feel like stressed in my body. And and all of a sudden you start hitting traffic and you're like, ah, I feel really stressed. Do you wait in traffic and hold off? Or all of a sudden you go, you know what? It just feels better when you see that turnoff. And you go, okay, well, I'm just going to take that turnoff because it feels better. 
and you find out a much better detour and all of a sudden you find a nice place to drive and you get to your destination much quicker than if you'd taken the other way. It's, it's listening to that guidance. Mm-hmm. And that's what emotional awareness can do. It's, it's so incredible to watch what happens when you start using that. Mm-hmm. And when you start using it with children, because children, you know, you see them get this bundle of emotion and they're feeling big emotions. And when you start using it as, okay, I see these big emotions and I see you're really feeling really big feelings here. Let's see what they are. And you start helping them identify them and even just describing them. Like I always say, oh, you, it looks like you really have a loud head <laughs> or it looks like you feel really tight in your body or, and they start describing it they know how to deal with it the next time it comes rather than traditionally we see these big tantrum emotions and it's like, stop that. Don't feel that way. Put it away and don't act that way and look like you're happy. You know? So it means that we're offering these tools to our kids to really show up and learn about themselves from a really young age. It may, I'm just addressing a member um, when I was you know, way back then. Uh, when I was a kid, well, yeah, tantrum and stuff, stop doing that, or um, there'll be, stop crying, I'll make you cry, or, and I'm like, I don't, I just don't do it with my son, I, I more, I get down on you and ask him, how you doing, what's the matter, you know, yeah. I, I start talking to him, and I guess it's easier to get through it than um, full-blown tantrum kicking and screaming on the floor, uh, but, I mean, all kids are different, I guess, but that's how usually I handle it. Yeah, absolutely, well, and I think that you're really onto something there, because, um, there is kind of this other swing, right? Like it's like a pendulum swing. And from being a place where everyone wasn't allowed to feel anything and it was, you know, don't feel, or I'll give you something to cry over. um, Now the swing has got, the pendulum has swung to this place where it's like, Oh, you're having a tantrum in a store. Go ahead. We'll just wait over here for you to kind of explode on. (laughs) Kind of go. And you kind of go, well, can't we proactively step by step help children um, learn what is going on because sometimes they're in that tantrum and they're scared. They don't like what they're feeling. It feels so horrible. It feels so against who they are and they don't see a way out, you know? And, and I mean, you can talk, it's so important to talk about feelings I sound like Mr. Rogers. I love Mr. Rogers. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mr. Rogers. And but you know, like even the other night, my my son hit his arm, and he he explored panicking in that being hurt, you know, and he flipped out, and and we talked about it. Like he stormed upstairs, and we talked about it later on, and it was like, well, okay, so what happened? There's a window there that you get to choose how you go. You can react with anger, you can react with upset. Where is that window just before, you know, you hit, what do you do? And, and we started talking about it. And now these seven, we can move into that stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. before it was, let's just look at what you're feeling. And now after seven, it starts heading into, well, what do we do with it? And how do you feel better? Well, it's funny. I think, I think everything in life is choices. I mean, you can choose to go, um, bananas on his kids for doing something or being mouthy back to us, or we choose going and put our check them like, what am I really mad about? You know, they're having a problem. Check, keep my emotions in check by yeah. really thinking, going, 
This is a choice. My anger is a choice. Well, and often it's our often it's our own reaction from something totally different. You know, we can have 10 things going off in our heads, like we talked about earlier, and have all these tabs going open. And then we turn around and um, our child's having a meltdown. And it's like, oh, my God, that's one more thing. This is so stressful. I'm going to overload, you know. So then we tell them to stop because it's going to make us feel better. And it's like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> it's not, that's not good. Or it's like, you know, they have some problem in the store and they're feeling these big emotions in a store. And it's like, oh my God, everyone is looking at me and I swear child service protection is being called right now. <laughs> it's like, and so, you know, it's like, we have all these swarms of thoughts that are going on that our children don't understand. They don't, they don't hear them. They don't see them. And they're just going, why are you freaking out? The fact that I'm freaking out, I need your help. I need your security. I need your anchor. I need help being guided through this storm. And that, in my mind, is what a parent is there for. It's like, yeah, I love to play with my kids. I love it so much. I love that connection. I love laughing with them. And I also love making sure that they know that I've always got a handout for them. If they start falling down a hole, they will be caught, you know? And and then emotions can be that hole. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting as um, you made me think about the grocery stores. And, you know, young kids, when they're running around, they get bumps and bruises and, like, yeah. bumps on the side of the head. I mean, really good. My, well, my son, you, you have a son, too. You know, they bump you, look in, and you go in the store going, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's, it's all in my head. But I'm like, or it's, you know, and they're looking at me going, I, he, he's he's four years old. He's going to crash into things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. it's interesting that you just had that come to my mind about the stores, about the tantrums and, you know, yeah. you know, the, the thing you, when they think you bumps and bruises and you realize, no, just him being a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, and isn't it interesting how much stories we can tell ourselves, um, which is taking a valuable thought time, you know, um, these concerns about what other people are thinking and, and which approach to do and how should we deal with these things and, you know, planning that grocery store in two weeks, that trip, that he might have a tantrum. You know, like people make, we live in a world, you know, I'm, I'm on Facebook and I'll be on all these groups and I'll be watching. And we live in a world of so many varied opinions and different approaches for parenting. And everyone's saying which is the right way. And for an av- like for a parent in this day and age, it's so stressful. Because then if it, it, then you do have things like, you know, child protection services or people saying different things about other people or observing you or watching and are they doing it well or and you, you just start feeling muffled. You know, you just feel like every which way is going to land you in some kind of complication or confusion. And and that's why it's so vital to start appreciating what's going well. And that's why it's so important to kind of bring it back. And go, wait a second, really, what are these feelings and where are they coming from? Because I'm feeling stressed and obviously I'm not going to get myself. <laughs> you know? And so it really is find that grounding, find that space, find that place of presence and love focused energy. And then you will all of a sudden realize that your child bumped his head and everybody knows that kids get banged and he's fine. You know? It's really amazing because it's just those focuses. It's just those choices. But we can all go down that rabbit hole. Well, it's funny. I remember, like you said, everybody has their opinions about parenting and stuff like that. I remember my, before my son was born, they're like, you got to do X, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And, and once you have brought the kid home and you realize, 
it's it's all on me. I don't have there's no owner manual. It's like a car or a TV or an appliance yeah. comes in an owner manual. You got to do what you think is best and what you think is right. And it's funny. It's like and everybody still take their opinion, but I don't. You know, it's it's your choice. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's amazing how sometimes you can listen to what everyone else is telling you you should do. Or when you actually can find a group of people who are all telling you the same thing. But if you can't, <laughs> but you finally listen to that person. But if it goes against that instinct within you, then it never works out. And it's really vitally important. And that's why I always tell people, you know, just grab five minutes. And it doesn't matter when you're grabbing it. Grab that focused thought time that you can just calm yourself down and just find that space where you feel the most yourself. And whatever way you do it, I mean, we always, clients and I work through as many different ways as we can as possible of which way really works for you because everyone is different. But you have to be able to know that voice within you that you can trust so that when you're faced with a difficult decision, you can go, wait, what feels like my approach? Where is it? And then you can find it because absolutely you will be bombarded and your head becomes an encyclopedia and your child will be having a tantrum and you're sitting there trying to remember what you're supposed to do <laughs> and they'll be well finished and off playing by the time you get there. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Never mind. So you're okay then. <laughs> no, don't worry about anything, but I just finished my tantrum mom. And all yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Where were you? I kind of needed your hand. Oh, oh, is that all you needed me to do? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> One thing I was interested in asking, I guess that's probably what we talk about now is um spiritual kid e course you offer. What is that about? That is a it well, it's called Spiritual Kids Building Foundations for a Spiritually Aware Family. And and what it is is it's six weeks of the parent gets a video. And the video kind of explains the topic of the week. And then they get a workbook uh, with different crafts and activities and exploration prompts and different things that can spark the topic within their family. And the topics range everything from self-awareness. So children are offered a chance to get to know who they are. Because so often we're, we're, you know, children are around people who see themselves it's just the image of who they are in the mirror. And we're all so much deeper than that. So it's, it's about finding a deeper sense of self. We cover meditation. We cover emotions. We cover appreciation because that's a topic in itself. And then it also rounds up with the law of attraction and how to implement these things in your family. But it's also on the flip side for the parent as well. So that the parent isn't trying to just teach something, but they're trying to be an example of something and everything is designed. So it flows through your home and just, you can embrace it. And also it's it done in, in each, hopefully the plan is, is that it really empowers you to choose your own vocabulary and your own belief structure. And it's not about me teaching people exactly how it is. I try to keep things open because everyone has different lenses about source, divinity, God, spirit, energy, whatever you want to see it. So it's really designed to just keep things open and invite that to flow through life. It's really exciting. It's an exciting project. I'm really, really proud of the project. When um, when my kids were little, I just desperately wanted something as an anchor uh, to bring that magical element into our home. And I would kind of send that request out 
and the things that are in the course is really what came back. So there's stories in there. There's some poetry. There's some so that you can read them at night. There are different um, um, worksheets that we invented with our daughters. There is coloring pages and activities. It, and it's all about, uh, well, things like, how do you feel when this happens? Or what's your favorite feeling to feel? And what makes you feel that way? Or what's your least favorite feeling to feel? And what makes you feel that way? And what do you do to make yourself feel better? What is your website off? What courses, what books, what, what things do you offer on your website? On my website, I offer the Spiritual Kids course. And then I also am just releasing a course in the next couple of weeks called Stepping Into Your Light, which is for the parents. And they, it gives them a chance to really figure out what that inner voice and that instincts really are and show up as themselves and become present. So that's an exciting course that's coming out. And then I have my book, which was based on my pregnancy. And then it's called Who They Really Are. And that takes you all the way through to being a spiritual aware parent from conception all the way to age two. Okay. And then I also have a few books of inspiration. And then I also, um, I'm taking a break from coaching for the summer, but then as of the fall, I'll be back to taking clients on and hopefully a group coaching. That's what I would really like to move into. I'll have all the show notes that you talked about and I'll have it in the, um, the show notes of the podcast. Any, <laughs> any final thoughts, anything you want um, and how they can connect? Um, well, to connect, I would love to have as many people as possible come and meet us over at our Facebook group because we have a very active, exciting Facebook group of parents um, over at the Spiritually Aware Parenting Facebook community. And we, we have daily conversations on there and daily focuses, and it's all about how to shift life to the positive focus and how to really show up as yourselves. And I think, I think what I usually just encourage parents to do um, as final thoughts is just make sure that you trust your own inner instincts, because really you're here as you, and that's who your children chose you to be. You don't have, they don't want you to show up as the perfect parent. They want you to show up as the perfect version of yourself because that's what they chose you for. And that's, what's going to inspire them. So it's not about listening to rules. It's about giving tools and following your heart. And, and that's what my work's all about. Well, thank you, Christina. Thank you for being on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. And, um, and thank you. My pleasure. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, that's all I have this episode. I want to thank you for joining me on the No City on the Sideline Dad podcast. I want to say thank Christina Fletcher for being the guest on the podcast. Head on over to spiritualwearparenting.com. Find out more about Christina and what she has to offer, like her e-courses and her books. Also, please comment on the podcast. All comments help improve the podcast. You can find all my comment contact information at nocityonthesideline.com slash contact. I want to wish you and your family Happy holidays. And if you said Merry Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Also, Happy New Year, prosperous 2018. And also, thank you for taking time to listen to the podcast this year. I really do appreciate it. It means a lot. Also, you can find more about what's coming up on the podcast when check out what's going on. Please sign up for the email newsletter. Head over to nocityonthesideline.com slash email newsletter. Next episode, my interview with Christine Ivey from justaphase.com. 
We talk about different phases kids go through in the development. Also, never underestimate your kids because they might surprise you. I look forward to sharing that this in the next week's episode. Next episode, I found it very fascinating uh, the different phases of kids and what they go through. Well, thank you for your time. Until next time, have fun. Get involved with your children. Give them a hug. And appreciate the ride you're on because it goes by so quick. God bless. Take care. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media. Foley 42 Media.